Awiri Commander doxes Python on pad 3, begins the shutdown sequence and sighs. The first mission was a failure. Wilhelm Gateway, Riker Megaship, LTT-125, both burning. Ongoing fights were raging throughout the system between Pilots Federation and Thargoid ships. Falco had hoped to prevent yet another system from this fate. Prevent another station, another megaship from burning. He had done a quick survey of the system before returning. Fires raged through the Coriolis station. Who knew how many civilians had been killed? The megaship still had crew trapped aboard. Their escape pod hatches jammed. No. This was not the briefing he had hoped to give. The whole situation seemed impossible. Then he remembered where he was. And who he was with. He was at Hutton Orbital and surrounded by Hutton truckers. Impossible was their stock and trade. There may be many failures on the way, but truckers never lose heart and see the impossible as a worthy challenge. Walking into the newly created Haxwing briefing room, Falco surveyed his pilots. A motley assortment of long-time veterans of Thargoid combat to commanders who a week ago had never fired a shot at a Thargoid. The kill totals were impressive, and some were now routinely destroying Cyclops interceptors on their own. This group was going to make the difference. They would turn the tide and win the war. The newly appointed leader of Haxcom walked up to the podium and began the briefing. Our mics are live. An important message from the apology officer who apologises for not being here in person. Looks like I'm standing in this week. Hutton Orbital Radio would like to apologise for the absence of regular hosts Rudolf Hooker and Dick Chafee. Mr Hooker has been arrested after an incident involving a particularly pernickety Imperial ambassador and will be unable to attend. As he was being led away, he was heard to shout... Until the handle breaks off and they've got to get a doctor to pull it out with a pair of pliers. Bail money has already been raised via crowdfunding. Mr Chafing has been involved in a horrific bathroom tiling accident and will not be available until his grout is dry. He was heard to say, <coughs> Bastards! Updates as they happen. Their seats will be kept warm tonight by Happy Harry Balzac, who has nowhere else to go, and Wily Willie B. Hardigan, who is only here for the banter and the fish heads. Reggae presenting duo Enormous Knockers are happy to join us for tonight's broadcast because they were told they would get time off of their respective sentences. I should really apologise for my own absence, but apologies don't grow up trees, and you lot have had enough for one day. Mia Harkness... Apology officer, Team Hotbox. Sorry again. Good evening, truckers everywhere. I'm your genial host for this evening, Harry Balzac. Rudolph and Dick have sent their apologies because this second, poorer apology for an apology is not being delivered by the apology officer. They are sorry, but they are away today. Still, that means we can have a show tonight that has a great deal more class than usual. No smut, no innuendo, 
no laughs. Just honest to goodness information that every trucker needs. Sit back in your chair, make sure it's not plugged in, and prepare to let the next few hours just fly by. In the studio tonight, I'm joined by Willie B. Hardigan. Good evening, everyone. I'm hoping to put to bed many rumours tonight. The walking, talking embodiment of filth, Loose Knockers. Thank you, Harry. Happy to oblige. And as always, Lou's darling and ours, Norma Snockers. Thank you, Harry. And I think you let Lou off lightly there. Enough of the pleasant but informative chit-chat. Let's get on with the news. Mad Monk's mutinous pole palaver ends up where it started. Nowhere. Hacks, hacks, Xeno attacks. Any old Indian governor? Hotbox repair station that they didn't even break. Galactic salt man in dramatic facelift. Atrus5060 joins us once again with more news of the spread of the Green Menace. Lou's back against my better judgement with his useless information. Norma's back with her CGs. Or is she? The marvellously mad monks of Van Maan and Star this week broke with tradition in a radical move to change the recipe of their in-house brew. Eight options for the new brew's recipe were selected from a veritable smorgasbord, ranging from the stupidly ridiculous to the infinitely sublime. With options ranging from... Let's just empty the latrine into the mash tuns and be done with it... Through to... Let's just not bother at all and leave the work to the idiots at Hutton who brew a rather nice gin, it would seem. The field has a pretty broad spread. After much wrangling of rules, wringing of hands and gnashing of teeth, a decision was finally made and an agreement reached. The vote was to be held at a time yet to be decided, but nevertheless agreed on. Time. Passes. After all the deciding votes to decide about voting and timing and planning and logistics, punctuated by copious breaks for Tiffin, a much-loved and yet illicit treat for the Mad Monks, the actual non-meaningful, indicative and yet strangely still meaningful votes took place. Are you following this at all? Because I wrote this and I can barely keep up. Each monk took a piece of paper, a quill, a pot of ink and scurried off to their own individual cubbyhole to scribe their illuminated voting slips with their considered voting choices. In the case of the permanently inebriated abbot, this is more a case of the first place the quill lands. Each illuminated work of art is then submitted to the nominated tellers. You can tell who the tellers are as they won't tell you if you don't. Who then count, count and count again. And then count again, because those medieval letters are so hard to differentiate sometimes. 
the upshot of all this roundabout toing and froing, inning and outing, upping and downing is that after much consideration, cogitation, and a considerable amount of digestion at supper, that things will remain the same. Nothing will happen. The die remains cast. And more importantly, the chief brewer is now left scratching his head about whether to order fewer hops, more barley, or just give up and join the beekeeping fraternity. This week, a strange new acronym has been seen in Hutton Circles, accompanied by a strange new sound. The sound of commanders going, um... And more regularly shouts of, Take that, you green ghoul! Hacks made its formerly secretive presence public this week after a number of weeks of lurking in the shadows and looking furtively around corners to see if the coast is clear. After asking Mum, Lale, if they could go out and play for the evening, the Hacks team, Hacks stands for Hutton Antizino, ponced around the local systems trying to look hard and often failing, but somehow manage all the same to be successful in giving Tharg a snotty nose. We've been asked by their envoy, who wishes at this moment to remain anonymous, we'll call him Clive, to ask commanders to keep an eye out for hacks inspired and organised, it's a loose term apparently, events to fight off the green menace. In the Carrico system, a ragtag group of hotbox pilots, led by Commander Maduro, are working tirelessly to restore services to the stricken grill station and it wasn't even them who broke it. Apparently a big Thargoid did it and ran away. In a very short time they managed to close off orders for indium, aluminium and ceramic composites. Deliveries of gallium and polymers are around halfway to completion thanks to this small but dedicated group of truckers who have just brought under half a million tonnes of materials to the stricken Coriolis so far. There is even a rumour that the chip shop on level 42 may reopen sometime this week. There is still plenty of work to do so if you're interested in making fabulous profits while helping the repair effort then contact Commander Madhu, James Hicks, and get yourself signed up. He is the gaffer and he has a spreadsheet. Ooh, spreadsheet. Keep up the work. Good work, Commanders Madhu, Jippo Eric, Chaos in the Void, Marco2612, TregonC314, Redness85, Defiant and Major Mess. This week, Frontier's funky fun forum of frottage and frolics, otherwise known as the Galactic Salt Mines, received a lick of paint, a dash of eyeshadow, some colonic irrigation, and a sprinkling of angel dust. Matters weren't helped though by the presence of a newly recruited copy typist, who reduced the salt miner in chief to exasperated mutterings in the corner of his server room. Dark, I'm sorely tempted to dump the bodies in the airlock. Ask me once, that's cool. Twice, annoying. Seven times, and I get snarky. The answer is the same as the last six times you asked. Oh, and stop clicking that button. I didn't. The computer just did it on its own. No, it didn't. The only thing that happened was you clicking on the exit button, then asking yes to are you sure. I saw you do it. 
And to start again, yes, you click the same button as the last six times. And yes, when it asks for your initials, guess what you type? Inside leg measurement? Hat size? Mother's maiden name? No, your bloody initials. And what next? Maybe hit OK, as it's the only option available. Good evening, truckers! Atrus5016 reporting in from Canon Research with the latest intel on the Thargoid menace. <laughs> it's been a tough week for humanity, resulting in commanders now having to fend off the Thargoids on multiple fronts. Unfortunately, all six targets reported by the Eagle Eye system last week were not successfully defended bringing the active number of incursions up to 17, with 10 stations currently damaged and in need of evacuation. <laughs> Sounds a bit rude. <laughs> Several of these systems have multiple stations and are at risk of losing more of them to the Thargoids should these incursions not be lifted. The Bothins over at Cannon have been hard at work decoding this week's targets from the Eagle Eye Network. This week, combat pilots will have to clear the infestations in Widow, Devane, Mike, Nagun, Owlind and Weird or Word. Weird Word, oh, I don't know, we'll pick one. Weird word is a system where we are all familiar with it as it has home to the dweller the dodgy engineer who fixes our power distributors but it is not all bad news this week truckers operation ida is proud to announce that they have finished repairing all stations in the pleiades and are now moving to repair stations in the central bubble Having access to the commodity markets in the area will greatly help in their effort to bring more stations back online. Congratulations to those bad commanders! <laughs> their current repair target is Levi Safita Dock in HRP 21167. Any truckers interested in assisting Operation Ida should get in touch with them via their representative on the orbital. Seeing as our fight against the Thargoids is ramping up, the Hutton Anti-Zeno Hacks Wing has appointed Commander Falco Took as its wing leader to head our efforts. Hacks Command will be working with Cannon Research Operation Ida and the AXI to coordinate our efforts. Hacks Command will be based on the orbital and has established new comms channels announcing where it will be focusing its efforts. Shrackers, we got a hard fight ahead of us and we need as many truckers to get involved to help defend humanity and Alvin from this alien menace. Join Hacks and Operation Ida to push the Thargoids back and restore our stations. Good luck out there for the bug! There's not a great deal to say this week. It's all rather stable and boring across Hutton Space right now. 
Apart from a pyre attack in Trepping, which if experience is anything to go by will be over by the weekend, it's basically boom and peace. There are no systems with another faction within spitting distance. We're not even trying to manage a comfortable gap to the chaps below us. Even in Colonia the story is pretty much the same. Boom and non-states and no one challenging us or trying to get into a scuffle. Basically, have a cracking weekend, going out and doing your thing. There are no official jobs to do. Maybe Norma can get you excited with her lovely uh, CGs. I still don't have any CGs and, I, and I'm still waiting for my apology from last week. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? Sounds like a cue for a tune. House of Fun by Madness. It was quiet out there in space. Too quiet. Hadn't had a client in three weeks. Spent my evenings tuning into the wireless, hunting for a signal that needed my help. Canon Interstellar Research Group is what it said on my door. Sounds grand, but most of my time was spent eating biscuits, digestive biscuits, until one evening. Dr. Arcanum, they're reading your mind. Oh, not with my new hat. The signal, it becomes clear. What does it mean, Doctor? Mein Gott! The aliens! The signal! They say... Doctor Arcanon? Doctor! No! This was it. Payday. Too big for me. I turned to Galnet and started penning a small ad. Help wanted. Strange signals. Send mathematicians, tinfoil hat specialists, and conspiracy theorists. Apply now. Register at canon.science. I had to write that three times. That's C-A-N-O-N-N. God knows why. That game sounded like she needed my help. Not sure about the professor. He sounded beyond help. As long as it says Canon Interstellar Research Group on the door, I would decipher those signals. Good evening, everyone. Hope everybody's having a great time this evening with our stand-in crew. It's We're sorry we don't have our two main leads, but we're doing our best. And I just got a big noise behind me. 
That's very nice. I, well, I, I don't think it was Grant, but you never know. He, he's always capable of standing in when you don't want him to. Oh, I think someone's powering up the free anaconda. Oh, duh. Ah. What, what, what with a hundred credit note? Indeed. Yes. Trying to London. So, have we had fun this week, everybody? Have we had fun wondering why Frontier are claiming, of course, they've had very few new bug reports this week? I don't know why that could be. Could it be because there haven't been any forums for half of the darn week? Has anybody had trouble logging in for the first time? Took me two goes. Uh, I took me I, a couple. It, well, I took mm. me two checkboxes, but not two goes. Oh, yeah, it seemed to uh, not take my uh, acknowledgement at all, but never mind. We're in there now, and don't they look very pretty, everybody? Yeah, they do. Yes, I was showing them around the office as an example of being a lot prettier than ours. But, yes, and only allowing half as many words on the screen as they used to have. With good reason, I would say. <laughs> well, yes, I've, lost, a, I've lost my signature, though. Oh. I had a nice Dockers one, which I, I don't have. I modified it a fair bit, and it's not there anymore. So I've had to use an another one. Complain. <laughs> Complain loudly. <laughs> I suppose it's time for a change, really. Talking of change, what about a certain other game that we don't mention, getting VR support, so they say? Are we going to hold our breath oh, and wait oh, for so it? Oh, so now they can now they can walk around the ships in VR. Yeah. And admire them from the hangars. Yeah, great stuff. <laughs> yeah, so they can still do very little, but it looks prettier. <laughs> Well, bearing in mind the problems they had last time they did a graphics update, I'm not sure it'll look pretty. And you can, you can imagine how bad it could be with VR if it all goes terribly, terribly wrong. Lots of people being sick into their little spaceships. <laughs> well, I can't do anything else with them. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Me out. <laughs> oh, I'm just pouring this milk into the saucer for Flossie. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce Snarky Flossie? <laughs> <laughs> So in that case, Flossie, you get, tell us what you've been doing with your week. How much have you been enjoying yourself, as it were? Oh, uh, I've been, been doing a bit more of the um, just distant world expedition. Um, got to waypoint eight, okay, but I couldn't get away quick enough because the fuel was getting low. Even though I've got an extra fuel tank, I thought <laughs> I hope for the people have got enough. It would be a bit uh, embarrassing if you had to call out the fuel rats, wouldn't it? It would, yes. In fact, I, I nearly had to go today, but um, the person stuck there was actually on Xbox, so <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> uh, I'm on Xbox, but I haven't got the, the Xbox um, commando isn't on Distant Worlds. That's when you've got so many commanders trying to keep track of them. You must need a spreadsheet. <laughs> Ooh, spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you guys manage. I've only got the one commander ever, just the single commander, and that's all I've ever used. It's not this, it's the only game I play either. No, I've got a second commander, but I've never even launched it with that yet. I just bought it when it was cheap, just in case. It's handy if you're out on something like Distant Worlds and something's going on in the bubble, you can just get another commander out. I imagine that's what all the void opal <laughs> stuff was about. So people are a long way out. Yeah. You can just fire up another commander, earn yourself a billion, and then go and do something else. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just glad it wasn't one of the boys who said, get your little commander out. 
Yes, moving on swiftly. I, I did promise we wouldn't have as much innuendo this week. I lied. You can you can dream on on that one. I think. No, yeah, I lied. I, hopefully, there'll be a lot more. Go, 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 um, Deb, me. How's your week been? Well, it was mostly fairly quiet. Um, resetting my computer and generally puddling around with move, finishing moving in and things. But um, I did manage to get out last night. Did you? Where did you go? I don't know, but I bumped into a gentleman who looked remarkably like you. Ah, uh, that's strange because I bumped into somebody who looked like you. Yeah, and we both bumped into somebody who looked a lot like Brett Riverboat. Yes, still. So yes, well, obviously we, you've probably seen on the forums, listener, but uh, yes, we, we popped over to see Rob at his lovely pizza emporium and all had the Tady branded pizzas and uh, met up with a few chums. And there was uh, myself and Mr. Balzac. There was, uh, oh, no, yes, not overnight. I'm thinking of the wrong commander. Even Star. Even Star, that's right. Another, uh, there are many people who've been missing the show for a while. I keep getting confused. Well, it's their fault for that. And Nick was there as well. And mm. the lovely Mrs. Balzac. Yes. Yes, she was. Yeah, I think it was a small enough group that the conversation wouldn't be entirely about games, so she wouldn't get too bored. Yes. And, of course, Mr. Pringle, our resident brewer. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, I'll... And how, how was your... Your tady pizza, because you you were the, I, I had a slightly, slightly hesitant. Slight yes, I'm a strange person. I don't like egg white, so I got them to scramble my egg on the top, and that was delicious. I had to. I thought, should I take the egg off? No, be a man. I thought, have it scrambled. Jolly good. Yes. Well, I think it just shows that you're young at heart, because when I was young, I didn't like egg white, and as I've got old, I do. Oh, well, so I don't, clearly. Uh, um, hard, yes, I'm still a youngster. I'm quite. I'm getting older by the day. As long as I don't grow up, then I'm happy. That's always the plan. Yes. So, how about uh, other people? Pillbox, how have you been doing? Oh, I busy not... with work. Very busy. Oh, that's boring. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> is there any of it that's Although worth sharing? Although it's quite weird. We, we, the, okay, it was kind of weird. We. We had a big bosses turn up at work yesterday. I work in a data center, so anyway, we had big bosses turn up from BP, British Petroleum Oil Company. No one introduced us. They took us out for drinks afterwards. I didn't know who I was talking to. I ended up going home. I was stuck on the train with him. I had nothing to say to him. It was the most awkward thing. And he's like, oh yeah, I've got like ah, 14 bedrooms, 12 bathrooms, and only two tennis courts. I was like, okay, that's nice. See you later. That's a way to make you feel comfortable, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I was like, jeez, okay, I'm out of here. See you. Yeah. Yeah. And they wonder why workers are disgruntled. Oh, well. Never mind. Maybe, hopefully, the rest of this week will be fine for you. Maybe you'll deal, go and find yeah. something lower down the chain than you are. And, and you can say, <laughs> yeah. I've got my own pencil. Yes. Exactly. Smashing. Rampage, how you been doing? Oh, I'm good, thanks. So, both in-game and out-of-game this week, I've had some fun. So, out-of-game, I went from one job to possibly no job to two jobs. All right? So, I'm doing two at once while everything settles down, which is really weird. So, eventually that'll drill out, but it's a bit manic. Um, in-game, 
I've been engineering some new ships because when I'm flying around in open, I keep getting pulled by gankers. So I sat down and thought, well, what's Hutton Way dealing with this? So I engineered two what I call anti-ganking ships. One's called Rincewind and the other one's called Brave Sir Robin. And they both boost to around just under 900 when you put the pedal down. And they've also got cold builds, so they sort of disappear off the radar. So I get pulled out. I get interdicted. I boost off at 900, and then I push the heat sinks and I disappear. It's a very reliable way to wind up people who are trying to gank you. They keep pulling you and you keep disappearing. Then eventually they give up. That's like taking a Mini and putting a jet engine in it and sitting at traffic lights waiting for them to change, isn't it? Spot on. And it <laughs> completely gets them every time. I can, I can feel the frustration through the galaxy. It's, it's, it's just <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> so what, uh, nice to have a bit of fun without actually having to blow somebody up. That's yeah, and I think that's the best kind of fun sometimes, especially. I'm not I'm not a PvP player, I can't stand it, and I don't think it's particularly hunting to go around doing that, but I do think there's sort of the boosting away thing and sort of screaming for the mug, you know, as I boost off and disappear into the distance is uh, <laughs> particularly entertaining. Oh, that's lovely. Well done. Thanks for that. And Ventura, how have you been, sir? Surprised, I can tell you that. Yeah, very surprised. I've been doing all right. Um... Busy at work, but uh, other than that, just uh, trying to keep this show together tonight. <laughs> other than that, well, nobody, nobody's message is to tell, to tell us that it's going as badly as it had done the last few weeks. So no, I think you're no, that, that's a good sign. It's always a good sign. Always a good <laughs> yeah. sign. But either uh, that or nobody's connected at all. Yeah, and they're just ignoring us tonight. Yeah, no, I, uh, just been doing. That. I haven't really done much in game. Played a bit of World of Warcraft. Other than that, that's been about it. Anyway, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Lovely. Well, we've, we've got some uh, parish notices. We've got some things going on this week. We've got some events. Hotbox does CQC. Yeah, we do. Um, we sat down. We had, we've got our own lot of, sort of Facebook chat, and we were having a natter about that. And we had a look at the, um, the league tables, and we thought, you know what, we could possibly get a trophy in this. So um, Commander Shoreside kindly put up a weekly event on a Saturday night where we're just going to blast bits out of each other and see if we can get a trophy this month. Um, it's it's absolutely it's absolute laugh. We, we don't take it seriously. We just sit around there and it's sort of a bit of a shoot the boss event. So they all run after me a little bit and blow me apart and giggles. The rhubarb gin flows in certain areas and just have a laugh. But Hopefully we're in hoping the to get a trophy. <laughs> I do not wish to come in with some of that lot. Trust me on that. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Carefully, thank you. And we've got another one, Hutton Goes Bug Hunting, and that's on Sunday. Yeah, that's that, that's again, it's Hotbox. Um, so their commander, Mr. Venezia, has kindly set up a, um, a bug hunting event for us and chosen a system. He has he has, um, he has coordinated with hacks as well, so we are using systems there that will protect Hutton and the right ones to use for sort of, you know, the event recent events and we're all going to jump out and just try and kill bugs i just uh, to be honest i would expect an apology next week on that one i can see it coming already <laughs> and finally then hotbox prodding a crashed thargoid scout yep that's that's those again um so dan topham uh, our events organizer and um chief photographer is, uh, is taking us all out to see a Thargoid out. We'll just sit around and prod it a little bit, have a bit of a laugh and see what we can see. 
Um, we tend to do one of those once a fortnight. We choose a site where we all sort of gather and try not to create any apologies, but it never goes like that, if you get my meaning. So expect an apology for that one as well. I suspect uh, apologies for what you're prodding with might be your forthcoming. Um, apparently we'd be looking on eBay for prods. Nobody's found something quite suitable yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure you'll get plenty of suggestions. Ignore all the ones from Shouty, okay? I promise to ignore all the ones from Shouty. Don't worry about that. They all require extra um, assistance and censorship, probably as well yes. as other. Yes. Yes. Now, everybody, remember those of you who are outside of the US. Tharg the Mighty is going to steal an hour of our time on Sunday morning. Let's go on to Flossie and her CGs. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie. It's Flossie and the Community Girls. As Flossie hasn't got any CG news this week, we return to our new feature, Ask Flossie. We've still got no answer why the galaxy has no cheese. We're giving Raxler a wide berth, mostly because all the Panther Clippers are parked there. And Commander Ed Weiss found his doppelganger by accident and flushed him shortly after. Maybe some of these will be answered this week. Listen on and find out. From one Colin F, we have this week's first query. If black holes are so dangerous, then why don't we fall down them when we slam into them? Colin, we're very lucky that the ship system manufacturers have our best interests at heart. Black holes suck hard. They're also itty bitty small, so actually crashing into one is quite difficult. Luckily, your ship doesn't like being spaghettified by the gravity, so it performs a perfect nub when you're too close and leaves you close enough to enjoy the gravitational lensing and trippy visuals, but not so close that your insides become your outsides and you end up in a Disney movie with an evil beardy chap, a red robot with violent blenders on the ends of its arms, probably called Mr. Dusty or Maximilian or Bender, Bending Rodriguez, and a Texan hick tin can. I just wish it did the same for Neutron Stars. Next, we have one Jim B with an important question about our four-legged security detail. How long do Momus Bog Spaniels have to train before they're ready to serve on Alvin's Zero Gravity team? They're born ready. Momus Bog Spaniels, having such short legs and living on a planet so swampy they'd die at birth if they didn't instantly learn to swim and avoid the alligators, are instantly aware of any threat and able to deal with it extreme dog with extreme doggy prejudice. Colin F followed up his earlier question with this important safety related one. What is the life expectancy of a cubicle three attendant? It depends if they use that toothbrush again after the scrubbing. Jacob AS asks how often he should change the catheter in his remlock. I'm a little worried about this one. 
the vent block goes over your face. Not you diddly do, Daz. They might be precious, but please, don't stick that pipe up your thingy. That's the drinking straw. Jim Liz H wants to know about the location of Raxler, with Haji A wanting to know why Raxler. Todd C wants to know how Raxler. I think you're missing the point here. Surely the right question is when Raxler. Hope that helps. Boris R has asked why his spaceship smells of wee all the time. I think Boris needs to refer back to the Vemlock question earlier. You're doing it wrong. And finally, we've been asked why Sagittarius A star has a star in the name. Sagittarius A star is a bright and very compact astronomical radio source at the centre of the Milky Way, first visited by one of our very own truckers, Zulu Romeo. It's in the direction of the Sagittarius constellation and was given the star in its name in the year 1982 because it was exciting and excited states of atoms are donated with asterisks. Basically, the name is a joke, which makes it utterly truckery. Thank you very much there, Flossie. And a small voice in my ear... Oh, stop it! Get that tongue out! I told you before. Tells me that we actually have Cecil ready to go. To Alvin de Fear, from me, Cecil B. Trumpington. Uh, I'm very, very sorry. I've been told to say that, you know. I'm not sure what for, but I'm sorry about it. Um, by the way, lots of love uh, from Colonia. Or at least, I think it's Colonia. Um, it's quite bright here, and there are no Thargoids. Well, there might be, but they haven't found me yet. So be very, very quiet. Anyway, um, I'm off to go and find the hanky. Uh, as long as he hasn't got plague. He might have plague. He usually has plague. But um, he's here in Colonia, and, and so am I. And, and you all aren't. So, goodbye, and for the mug. We also have this evening as a special treat an exclusive interview with one of those unsung heroes. You see them everywhere you go, pottering around in their ickle yellow trucks, going round and round in circles, delivering Lord knows what around the stations you visit. Hello, I'm Harry Balzac, and welcome to our occasional series where we delve into the lives of some of the people who help to keep our galaxy turning, albeit very slowly. This week I'm talking to one of the original truckers. Space station truckers, that is. We all take them for granted as we fly in and out of stations, seeing them drive round and round, seemingly endlessly. But who drives them? What do they carry? And what do they do when they're not driving? Today, we're going to find the answers to some of these questions, and more. I managed to catch up to a typical station trucker, a Mr Austin Space, in a hangar. Yes, Harry, it's a lonely life as a station trucker. All I see all blinking day is the back of the truck in front and the occasional ships in about in the station. My, how we laugh when one gets caught in a toast rack or gets blown apart by system defences. 
Of course, we have to remember to keep our heads down when that happens. We don't want a piece of wreckage landing on our trucks. After all, it's not our job to clear up pieces of ship. Do all the trucks transport the same cargo? Couldn't be further from the truth. First of all, you have to remember that it's different for station trappers in different economies. Here, in an agricultural station, I might, for example, be picking up bio-waste and delivering it to the processing plant. Or I might be taking grain to the extensive animal pastures where they're allowed to roam freely on magnificent green pastures. Uh, or admittedly, they just painted green. Under the warm, shining sun. That's an artificial sun, you understand, and it's several levels down, which is why you've never seen them. Once upon a time, we could make a few credits on the side transporting unknown artefacts. You know, those Thargoid sensors. With the combination of the Aegis research and the corrosive effects of the stuff meant that the bottom dropped out of the market and my truck. However, I do have some mates over in an anarchy system that have a good line in illegal salvage. So if you ever want a souvenir, just let me know. But basically, it's pick up cargo one side of the station, then drive to the other side and unload. Then repeat. And again. And again, until my shift is over. You'd think that in the 34th century we'd have invented an automated way to transport goods, but you can't beat the human touch. That, and we've got a very good union. Doesn't it get boring doing the same thing all day? You'd think so, wouldn't you? But not a bit of it. You have to keep exactly the right distance from the truck in front, not varying even by as much as a Remlock's codpiece. You have to look out for all of the maniacs that drive in and out of the traffic, weaving between trucks like demented BMW drivers. Naturally, they're careful never to do that when the ship's overhead, so they get away with it time and time again. And of course, I listen to late radio, so there's the constant struggle to keep awake to deal with. It sounds like you'd be in need of some relaxation once your shift is over. Of course, it would help if the bleeding trucks weren't all the same colour. I blame the management for over-ordering, or else someone's been sharing someone else's escape capsule if you get my drift. Thanks to Austin Space there for that fascinating insight into the life of the space station trucker. Next time, I'll be talking to the staff who contact your ship when you reach a landing pad and finding out why you can't see them when you come into land. Until then, this is Harry Balzac lifting off. And not wishing to cast aspersions on any of the fine station truckers, but the next song is Everything About You by Ugly Kid Joe. It had been weeks since I last heard from that dame and the doctor. My small ad generated loads of calls. Most of them trying to sell me insurance. I was worried. The doctor's fate was in my hands. I turned back to the wireless. Dr. Arcanon, you're okay. Ah, yes. Sorry. I spilled my coffee on my apparatus. Is it okay now, doctor? I'm walking with a limp. 
But that's not important. These artifacts fascinate me. What are we doing here with my ASP, Doctor? We need to see what these signals are about. Your ASP is ideal for studies. Every time I nudge the artifact with my ASP, it turns away. Yes, and this signal. It keeps repeating pictures of your ASP, like some giant selfie stick. Be careful, Miss Featherston. There is a second signal. Watch out, Miss Featherston! Not again. I lost the signal. I'm hoping that wasn't the end of their journey. I broadcast a distress call to all nearby ships. Now, where did I put my biscuits? Well, wasn't that fun? And now, everyone, it's time for the mellifluous, the perfect pronunciation, the dissection, the cogitation, and the products of digestion that is Galnet News. Galnet News Digest, 28th of March, 3305. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, sacrifices begin as Death Cult welcomes new members. Buckyballers disown planetary circumnavigation. Cannon builds anti-Xeno artifact barrier. Sodium supplies restored. Sacrifices begin as Death Cult welcomes new members. The children of Tufos have commenced the ritual sacrifices that they believe will summon their god Tufu. The so-called children, some of whom are quite grown up in body if not in mind, have been hauled up in Archimbal Terminal in the unpronounceable Tsar system for the past couple of weeks, together with a 300 megaton nuclear weapon. Oddly, the cult seems to be using artisanal techniques to execute their sacrificial victims, rather than the much more efficient nuclear factory farming technique. There's been talk of marble slabs and curiously shaped but very, very sharp knives. Leader Barnabas Cole is welcoming new adherents to the appropriately named Terminal if one member of the crew of each arriving starship is sacrificed to Tofu. Several Sidewinder pilots have been caught out by this rule. But it doesn't matter readily. When they eventually decide to detonate the Lucifer device, it's almost certain that all the children of Tothos, and everyone else unlucky enough to be at Archimbal Terminal, will get to meet their maker without having to queue. Buckyballers disown planetary circumnavigation. The Buckyball Racing Club has denied any involvement with the first great planetary expedition, despite hosting its webpage. 
the expedition, which aims to circumnavigate the planet of Kume and Chi Hercules in SRVs, via a series of beautiful and often challenging waypoints, set off from Bridgertown at 8pm on Wednesday. Despite the non-racing nature of the expedition, the leading members had covered 400 kilometres in the first few hours. There seems to be a significant likelihood that the more dedicated members of the expedition may complete the entire circumnavigation within a week, arriving back at Bridgertown before the ice has melted in their Centauri Megagins. The Buckyball Racing Club explains that if it was running the planetary circumnavigation, it would expect to see commanders complete the trip in 24 hours. Or less. Canon Builds Anti-Xeno Artifact Barrier Operation Indy Croft is the latest undertaking by Canon Interstellar. It is a scientific experiment in which commanders will attempt to inoculate a station from Thargoid attack by shipping in the thing that Thargoids hate most, Guardian Artifacts. Participating commanders have been stockpiling huge quantities of the artifacts, and today, Commander Del Monte, the commander who likes to say yes, has instructed participants to sell those artifacts at Sugano Ring in Witow. Everyone will then wait to see if the Thargoids don't attack. Of course, the Thargoids consistently haven't attacked most of the starports in the bubble, so quite apart from the possibility that huge amounts of something that Thargoids hate might actually make them more likely to attack, the experiment may need to be repeated quite a few times before any conclusions can be drawn. Sodium supplies restored. Commanders complaining that they have nowhere to complain have been relieved to find that their dreams have been answered with a new shiny forum with lots of space to moan about anything and everything. There's an intelligence test built in. Only commanders able to solve the username and password puzzle will be permitted to communicate on the new message boards. And they will be awarded trophies for their successful participation. One such trophy is for deluded, salty loners who are incapable of saying anything positive. It's called, I think they like me. Commanders who have connected successfully have started up a new discussion in celebration, entitled, What did you do when the forums were down? And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. The forums are back, the salt can flow once again. Sounds like a cause for celebration. I decided it was about time to find this doctor and his assistant. News reports were coming in that they'd been recovered and returned to the doctor's lab at Verati. I packed my tinfoil hat and a pack of biscuits and headed that way. Oh, Detective Shaw. Come in, come in. Pleasure to meet you, doctor. It is, yes. 
I understand you were worried about Miss Featherston. We had a small incident after her asp lost pressure. But we have valuable data from the artifacts now. I suspect someone is trying to prevent us finding out more. A spy? Maybe. Miss Featherston, could you inform the detective about the facts so far? Certainly, Doctor. Months ago, a few unknown artifacts were found in space. Strange-looking things broadcasting signals. These are the signals you've been decoding. Yes, Mr. Shaw. Call me Dick, doll. You can call me Miss Featherstone. Anyway, the doctor assembled a council of the finest brains in occupied space to find these artifacts. They used to be so rare, Mr. Shaw. Dick. You said. They corrode the ships that collect them. That's how my asp lost pressure. We used to find them under heavy guard, but now they're all over the place. A bit like the doctor's notes. You said the artifacts pointed somewhere. And the signal, it showed you a picture? Yes, Mr. Shaw. Dick. Indeed. Anyway, the artifacts changed. They started pointing to the Pleiades Nebula, and instead of broadcasting their current location, they started scanning and broadcasting simple images of large objects nearby. Like Miss Featherston's asp? Yes, or my python. Now there is a giant sphere where those artifacts can be found, like a huge bubble. Let me get this straight, lady. Miss Featherstone. Strange artifacts turn up with weird signals. A council of guys and gals in tinfoil hats decode the signals, which appear to be broadcasting data. All of them point to Merope in the Pleiades Nebula, just at the time that humanity is expanding to just that point in space. That's the size of it, Mr. Shaw. Dick. Not now, Mr. Shaw. This is not the time for that. Anyway, we suspect that someone is trying to prevent us from finding out the truth. We need you to get to the bottom of it. I looked around the lab. There were notes everywhere and piles of tinfoil. Crumbs covered the desk in front of the doctor. At last, a job. One question, doctor. Your lab seems a little empty. Is this where you decode the signals? Oh, Mr. Shaw. Dick. The doctor sold all his computers. Why, Miss Featherston? The new station in the Pleiades Nebula needed computers. So, the computers with all of the data on them are now being sent to the center of this bubble. The council insisted, but we have the greatest computer ever invented. The gray matter inside our heads. And we have a new delivery. Tiat, bring in the delivery. Yes, Doctor. Right away, Doctor. There you go, Doctor. Would you like me to bust it open? There are some words on the case. They're hard to read, but I think it says Artifact on the side. Fascinating. These must be the remnants from inside one of the artifacts. A strange collection of beige boxes. Miss Featherston, 
This first one. Can you connect to a power source, please? It looks like some kind of data terminal. Certainly, Doctor. Now stand back as we throw the switch. Heavens, Doctor, look. It's a vector graphic of a cobra. And there's a signal. This dame might be smarter than she sounded. I was happy to let her take the lead on this one. I had my notebook in hand, keeping tabs on what was going on. This second box. Miss Featherston, the one you're holding. Maybe they talk to one another. Turn it on! Communicating with something, Doctor. Whilst they were fiddling with Miss Featherston's box, I thought I'd look at the case they came in. Sturdy looking, but scored, as if it had overheated. I rubbed. Doctor, I think there's something wrong here. This box says, Ancient Artifact. That would explain it. These are antiques. But the signals... It can't be a coincidence. I must talk to the council. The doctor dashed out of his office, trailing no paper and biscuit crumbs as he went. I adjusted my tinfoil hat and snatched a glance at Miss Featherston. Her boss was clearly insane, but maybe... Just maybe, there was something to all of this. If nothing else, she needed some protection. I decided to go and investigate these Pleiades and probe Miss Featherston for more information. And now, it's time for Top Trucker. voice-changing microphone on, so get used to it. Now, if you're getting up to shenanigans, we want to keep up with them. 
which means we need your help. We need you to get the hut and help. And if you don't already have it, you're a silly billy. You should go to hot.forthemug.com, download and install it toot sweet. That'll be so helpful. Thank you, people. Let us move on to this week's winners. Now, people with their own choice of personal pronoun who have done jolly well this week. Let us start with the person who's had the most bounties. This is Commander Galen Reynolds. 25,065,420 credits. Gosh, that's quite a bit. Well done. Now, somebody who had the most exploration data is Commander Brinov. 408,547,974 credits. What a heck of a lot of exploring data that is. But I'm glad you came back before Distant Worlds 2 come back because that's going to make yours look silly, isn't it? <laughs> Combat bombs, however. The top commander this week is Darth Cube. 59,435,600 combat bonds. Now, the top commander who transported the most passengers that's jumping around like those libidinous toads that somebody keeps telling us about is Naughty Body Wash. 10,107 passengers. Doesn't say whether Naughty Body Wash transported them where they wanted to go, but they've been transported. <laughs> well done! And the scanning person, the person really with too much time on their hands, is Commander Cometborn. Well done. 3,679 objects scanned. That's quite a lot, I'm told. Did you know that this week all the commanders who are the ones running the hut and helper have jumped a total of 805,701 light years. What a lot. Our hut and run timings. The all time record is still held by Commander Lithobreaker. One hour, 23 minutes and nine seconds. But the winner so far in this month, and there's not a lot of time to go, so hurry up chaps and ladies and those in between and those outside. One hour, 24 minutes and 12 seconds. Now, if your name has been read out in this superb bulletin, please fill in our form to say how well you've enjoyed it. Please do that by emailing itookpartathuttonorbital.com. If you don't have a Hutton decal, because that's how we pronounce it here, decal, we'll arrange for you to have one. Send proof, send your name, to that email address and we'll look after you. This is Hutton Top Tracker, brought to you by Lake on Spaceways, the only ships that have a true talking Texan as a spokesman. Thank you very much. Good evening all. Yeehaw. Before we dive into the morass that is the green room, we plan to have a tune that described the green room. 
but the sensors stepped in. Mm. Can we have some wet wipes, please, to help them clean up? In the absence of anything better, we chose a tune we hope the Green Wheel will live up to one day. Over the weeks, I'd gotten to know the doctor and Miss Featherstone better. I'd gorged myself on biscuits, and the sugar rush was making me see strange things. Either that, or it wasn't ginger the doctor was baking them with. These artifacts kept turning up. There were more and more stories of stations malfunctioning, markets going offline, and shipyards failing shortly after artifacts were brought in. Coincidence? Could be. But it was my job to investigate. Today, however, the doctor had called us back to his lab. Doctor, your tinfoil party hat has arrived. Ah, oh, thank you, Miss Featherstone. Mr. Shaw, could I interest you in some Gluvine? Thank you, Doctor. But no, I'm on duty. Oh, go on, Detective Shaw. After all, it's a holiday season. I'd crawled out of a bottle once before and didn't like how my tongue tasted the morning after. Miss Featherstone was quite persuasive, though. I was considering taking her suggestion when Jart blundered into the room. Doctor, we've had a delivery. Would you like me to bring it in? Fascinating. I wonder who would be sending me things at this time of year. Maybe the council have decided to replace the computer equipment. Yes, yes, bring it in. Right you are, Doctor. It's big. Where would you like me to put it? Miss Featherstone, and do you have space for Chart's package? Right over here, Chart. You are a darling. That thing's huge, and it's wrapped in something. Looks like tinfoil. Were you expecting a delivery? You are a suspicious type, Dick. Stop worrying. It's probably a surprise. Let me open it for you. Hang on. Stop. My God, it's... Look out, Doctor. Get out, quick. It's an artifact. We crashed through a door to the Doctor's lab, slamming it shut behind us. Muffled sounds could be heard from behind the door, and the station alarms kicked into life. Uh, Miss Fiddleston, are you okay? Don't fret so, I'm fine. But Detective, you're hurt. It looks like radiation burns, and I think that leg's broken. Quick, Chad, get the detective to the infirmary. He needs to get plastered, quick. I must have blacked out at that point, but the last thing I saw was Miss Featherson's face, with mysterious lights glowing in the background. Not sure if it was the dose I'd received, or the effect that dame had on me. I think that's a forlorn hope to ever think that we will be respectable. Now, has anybody picked up on this week's theme? Because if you have, you're a liar, because there isn't one. Ha! So, Lithobreaker, that's you stuck, isn't it? Sorry. Sorry, too drunk to guess themes tonight. Yeah, well, I think that would have done your head in if you had managed to get it right. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the new, improved 
slimline show. Well, it involves somebody singing in the background. That's lovely. Well, well, everyone, here we are in the green room. I think we should go and talk to everybody. Uh, and if I'll do it in order. Me, Willie, Norma, Lou, everybody ready? This, this shouldn't take too long. You hear that, Odie? This shouldn't take too long. Yeah. Okay. Okay, my friend. I'm going to start off. El Masri, how have you been, my coding demon person? I'm not a coder, but yeah. No, go on. I bet you do as well. <laughs> uh, no, not really. I, I'm I'm more uh, more infrastructure than code. There we go. But yeah, um, no, I've been good. Um, yeah, um, was at the uh, impromptu pizza meet uh, last night, so that was all good. Were you there? Oh, I was. <laughs> oh, lovely. I must have turned up as well myself. I, I think you were. Yes, and your your lovely wife, who yeah. Made some um, some amazing biscuits, I've got to say. And for those listening 5,000 miles away, hard cookies. Well, they weren't all that hard, but yeah, fair enough. Yeah, go on. <laughs> no, 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 that was it, yeah. That, that's it for me, for, for the um, mug. Thank you very much. Hi, Commander Lenin. How are you this week? Hello, I'm fine. Been up to anything interesting? Nope. Just boring old work and stuff. Oh, that's never fun. So you've had no game time then? Well, I haven't had the game time, sure, but still, it's not as fun as it used to be. It never is. Quite so. Okay, so is that okay. it for, mug, for the mug? Is that for you? a few from Yes, that's a for the mug. Floss, yeah, don't talk to yourself, Flossie. No, I won't talk to myself. I'll talk to Lithabreaker. How's your week been? Oh, not too bad. Still getting stuff prepped for ECM, and I'm apparently going to an impromptu pizza meet on Saturday this week. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, we're a little bit too far away for that. Probably yeah, well, too one anyway. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an hour and a half from me, but I thought, it's only a hot and run. Why not? <laughs> That's true. Don't, yeah. if, if you're driving, don't watch one of your favourite TV shows while you're doing that. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> I think I'll be listening to podcasts. Oh, that's a good plan. Actually, come to think of it, I haven't caught up with this today radio yet. Yeah, that'd be a good one. It's about the right length. Yeah. Hey, this one might be uh, somewhere near that length as well this time. Yeah, but I have already listened to this one, so... Well, that's true. Well, I was supposed to listen to the best bits back again. Oh, yeah. But yeah that won't nice. take long, then. <laughs> no. Other than that, for the mugs for me this week. Okay, thank you for the mug. Um, so therefore, it falls to me to talk to the tower of strength, the purveyor of puns, that is the one and only, and we're all very grateful for that, Odimon Crew. How have you been? Been okay. So what makes children happy and Mrs. Claus frustrated? I don't know. When Christmas comes early. Okay, you're you're still going through that my hundred best Christmas puns, aren't you? You've still got that book open on page two. Uh, what do you get when you mix a Christmas tree and an iPad? I dread to think. A pineapple. What do you call a frog hanging from the ceiling? I don't know. Is it Christmas related? Mistletoe. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Why do you don't get into Frog Park on the side of the road? No idea. He was afraid of getting towed. Mm. Got two more jokes. Uh, why are frogs so good at basketball? Oh, it's got to be something with ribbit. I don't know. Because they're always making jump shots. <laughs> and this, <laughs> and this is another uh, last pun. And also, this one is uh, the unusual. You're getting two holidays for the price of one. What monster plays most April Fool's jokes? Please enlighten us. Frankenstein. Boom. And that is all. That will be all for the mug from me. And on to the next. Thank you, kind sir. You're the exact opposite of supermarkets. Supermarkets always put their wares in many, many months early. You can remind us of the month, the seasons that have passed. We love that. Thank you very much. And so, was this just a for the mug? By lovely. Go ahead. But I would like just to thank everybody for all the suggestions and in inverted commas I've had over Facebook with eBay links for things that can be used for prodding. I've been educated. I, I imagine you have. Lovely. And on a slightly different note, uh, Saturday evening, if anybody's around Birmingham, there's a thread in the Hutton Truckers the Facebook page. There's a little uh, mini pizza meet there. Alvin will be there. And uh, Vatia. So if you've got time, pop along for that. Pizza Express Birmingham. And that, today we have a very short number uh, list of people in the green room. So, mm. yes, and that's, that's us done. This is, this is a, a record, I think. I think it is. <laughs> yes, I think it is. That's good. Well, I've, I'm, for one, I'm quite happy. So uh, let's put a tune on while we run back up to the live room. Thanks, everybody, and for the mug. For the mug. Mug. For the mug. 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 It's been a year since I'd met the doctor and his assistant, Miss Featherstone. I'd burned through the cash they'd given me and more than one bottle of Mega Gin. I'd hit the bottom of the bottle and bounced back. We'd decoded the signals. We'd explored in Miss Featherstone's asp exhaustively, and we'd kept the doctor safe from all manners of mishaps. It was time to reveal all, and not just to the doctor's assistant. We'd met at the doctor's lab on the Gnosis somewhere in the Pleiades. You may want to sit down, doctor. I appear to have had a mishap. Oh no, Doctor. Your scale models are the unknown probes. You broke them. I can glue them back together again if you want, Doctor. Thank you, Tiart. Detective Dick, I think I'd better remain standing. I have another chair here, Doctor. No, I think I have an alien probe embedded in my rear. We'll look into it. I have finished my investigation, Doctor. I've got bad news. It's Thargoids. Don't worry, I've got creams that solves that. No, Doctor. The probes. They're alien. 
Mein Gott! You mean the alien probes and the alien artifacts are alien? Oh my, however did you find out? It all began in 3125. What, nearly 200 years ago? Yes, almost half the doctor's life ago, when he was a young man of only 180. I remember it like it was only 30 years ago. When all we were allowed to fly were cobras, and the eight-sided vessels grabbed us from witch space and attacked us with drones. Which space was that? Somewhere in the lave, my dear. It turns out that human forces had attacked a peaceful delegation of aliens somewhere in the Veliazzi system. These days, it's known as Epsilon Indy, shortly before these attacks began. You mean... Yes, doll. That's Miss Featherstone to you, Detective. That doesn't matter now. Anyway, a young undergraduate, one Alberforce Arcanon, named the aliens Thargoids. Eight-limbed, eight-sided, and ammonia-based life forms. Shortly after, they vanished. Along with my student, Grant. But, Doctor, you mean you've met these aliens before? I've seen the things you people would not believe. But that's just tears in the rain now. Besides, my memories of that time are hazy. Maybe something to do with the money from my grant. You mean you got very drunk, yes? Maybe. Anyway, 100 years later, there were news reports in the tabloid galactic press about a conspiracy to cover up the return of these aliens. And this time... A strange organization known as the Intergalactic Naval Reserve Arm were ready for him. A research fellow attached to INRA had been experimenting with mushrooms. I was in my hippie phase, you know, and grew my hair long and wore a caftan. You mean you were stoned? This isn't the Middle Ages, my dear. Nothing that drastic. They just sent me for psychiatric assessment and cut off my... Oh, my. Uh, my grant. The resulting mycoid virus appears to have wiped out the Thargoids by attacking their polymer-based forms and in the process destroyed the entire latex industry for years. That would explain the population boom. Then, two years ago... These mysterious unknown artifacts appeared, and the good doctor hired me to investigate. They made strange noises, and appeared to admit Morse code. Later, in 3301, the artifacts started scanning ships and broadcasting line art drawings of them back to an unknown location. Stations started malfunctioning, as did the doctor's equipment. I've had that seen to now. Then, last year, barnacles were discovered in the Pleiades and releasing meta-alloys which pilots used to fix stations brought offline by the unknown artifacts. I remember. There was a connection between the artifacts leaching materials from surrounding station structures and repairing themselves. But the meta-alloys were leached in preference, causing the unknown artifacts to repair and stop damaging stations. Indeed, lady. I think I prefer Miss Featherstone, if that's okay, Detective. Dick. Yes. 
we then discovered the probes, which, when probed, disable the ship, doing the probing by unknown means. This is what happened to Miss Featherstone's asp. <laughs> That's enough of that chart. Get back to mending my models. Then, a crashed alien ship of unknown origin was discovered in the Pleiades, and these unknown probes started sending signals to the Carl 70 sector. In January of this year, reports came in of encounters with giant alien vessels, which grabbed ships at a frame shift, disabled them, and subjected them to a huge probe. <laughs> Chat! I said that's enough! Sorry, Doctor. Things have accelerated. Fast. First, we discovered the aliens were sucking barnacles. Then the signals led to a gigantic alien structure on a planet. Chad and I took a trip to one of those and we found the missing link. You know, it's not polite to call Mr. Potter names. No, Doctor, not him. The link between the artifacts and the probes. There's a link? My God, I must see what they look like right away! Doctor, I've fixed your broken probes. I think I've got them correct. What an astonishing and unexpected coincidence. Jard has muddled up all the broken parts and they look just like an unknown link. Anyway, Jard and I found these little scavengers on the planet's surface near the structures. Cute little critters. We brought one back for you to look at. It looks so forlorn and lost down there in the wreck of whatever the building was. And we found a map as well. We were hoping to take him back to his friends. You mean you've captured an alien? Yes, we've got one in the hold. He's made a terrible mess of everything. Don't worry though, I bought one of those resistant racks from Professor Palin. Hang on, let me open the door here so you can see him. Get back, you little critter! Look out! He's getting angry! It took some time to get the scavenger under control. Chart sedated it with a heavy blow from a nearby filing cabinet. The doctor collapsed through sheer terror but we revived him, with help from Miss Featherstone's perfume cabinet. We studied the scavenger, and the plaintiff signals sent us to the Pleiades, in the hopes of finding one of these alien crafts, and returning their little alien friend to them. Doctor, wake up! We're in the Pleiades! We found one of the Thargoids! Quick, follow it, and turn your scanners up to full power! We want to try communicating when we give them back this little scavenger. Hang on, Doctor. I've detected a wake signature. There are some other ships here. They look like Aegis ships. The fools! They're going to ruin my experiment! Stop them! Fast! They're not responding to messages. 
I've got an audio feed from their wing. Entering range of the target shutdown pulse. Deploy countermeasures. Countermeasures charged and active. Shutdown pulse imminent. Here it comes. Countermeasures effective. Moving to phase two. Activate prototype missiles. Let's see what these new weapons can do. Target locked. On my mark. Fire! Missiles away. Those fools! They've really done it now! Down to 50%. So they can be hurt. Ready another strike. Wait. 70%. What? Say again. I need a clear reading. 80%. What the hell? It's healing. 90%! Commander, some kind of energy buildup from the target. <laughs> Those little drones! It reminds me of. No! Quick, Chart, get my asp out of here. The doctors had some kind of flashback to the year 3125. Well, there we are. Uh, just a recap of this evening's songs, even though there wasn't a theme, just for those people who like to write these things down, you know who you are. It was House of Fun by Madness, Everything About You, Ugly Kid Joe, Celebration by Madonna, Respectable by Mel and Kim, and that was Let's Jump Together by Tom Cook. I'd like to thank everybody who's been with us today in the live room and the green room. Uh, I'd like to thank Pillbox as well for our being our stunt pilot. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. Next week, a more, I won't say normal service, more what you're used to will be uh, playing. So make sure you bring your soft cushions and your best pillows. Until then, good night, everyone. Goodbye. Good night. Good night. Thanks for the warning. But I can read. Space, these guys are gonna gank me. 
Incoming communication. Open a channel. Feeble pilots, you will surrender your craft to us or face destruction. Well, I could, but there's at least one thing my craft does better than yours. Oh yeah? What's that? Break. Now I've got you. One down, one to go. Alert. Is Eatpod alarm? A commander requires rescue. Somebody else's problem. Incoming communication. Go on then. Keep them coming. That was my brother, you son of a spacer. And his bounty will be very useful. Look, there's two ways this can go. So how about we call a truce so I can pick up his pot? Um, how about none? Escape pod alarm. A commander requires rescue. Yeah, yeah. They keep each other company until some other sucker comes through. One more bounty in the bank. Good. Updating Elite Federation of Pilots record. Your combat rating has increased to below average. <laughs> Would I let my official record fool you? Congratulations, Commander Thane. Find out more information about Escape Velocity at laveradio.com forward slash escape velocity. You can back Chris in his Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash radiotheaterworkshop. <laughs>